Well, that wasn't very fun at all. The Baltimore Ravens lose to the Kansas City Chiefs 17 to 10 in the AFC Championship game to officially end their 2023 season. We talk about where the Ravens go from here, what's next, and just how this game got away from them. All that and more coming up next year on this live instant reaction edition of Locked On Ravens. You are Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host with you, Kevin Allstriker of Ravens Wire, coming to you from the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, thanks so much for being here, especially after a loss like that, making Locked On Ravens your first listen each and every single day. We're free and available on all podcasting platforms. That includes over in video form on YouTube and audio form wherever you get your shows. Really appreciate all the support. And we bring you five days a week Ravens coverage and this bonus content like after every single Ravens game. But unfortunately, this will be the last one of these post-game live instant reaction episodes until next season. Today's episode of Locked On Ravens is brought to you by Prize Picks. And with Prize Picks, it's the easiest and most exciting way to put daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code lowercase locked on NFL for a first bus match up to one hundred dollars. Unfortunate way. Just a devastating way for the Ravens season to end. I really, I really didn't think I'd be in this spot. I'm sure a lot of Ravens fans in the chats are, you know, feel, feeling all types of emotions right now. I'm here to walk you through it and be your source of if you want to vet in the chat on the live stream, if you want to share your thoughts, you know, mo- more than welcome to welcome all conversation. I'm sure we'll have some Chiefs fans in here as the show goes on. And look, The Chiefs, in this stage, you have to respect what they did. But the Ravens did not play well for the most part. The offense could not get anything. Lamar wasn't good enough. We'll talk about everything that happened here. And just a quick couple of brief maintenance notes. Just because the season is over does not mean we stop here on Lockdown Ravens. We'll be doing regular shows five days a week. It's the same thing in the offseason. So if you want that day, the Ravens coverage, be sure to subscribe here on YouTube and follow along in audio form because we do provide that not just when the season's in progress, but also when the season is over. So we we have a lot to talk about. It's not fun to talk about. I see the, the chat here is, uh, yeah, it's about what I expect so far. And we'll get to it again. If you have thoughts, put them in the chat. I'll try to get to as many as I can here in the middle of explaining, you know, my thoughts on what happened and, and everything. So let's first start off with the game and some box score stuff. Lamar Jackson, we'll start with him because this will be the conversation. 20 of 37, 272 yards, one touchdown, one interception for Lamar. Also, if you want to go from the ground perspective, eight carries for 54 yards for Lamar in this game. And it just, it wasn't good enough. Lamar was making poor reads. He wasn't making plays. Now, he had a couple of really spectacular plays, right? I'm not saying he didn't, but up to the standard that we've expected from Lamar based off of the year that he had, he's going to win the MVP in a couple weeks. And these both seasons, 2019 and this one, we're not going to remember these years the way that we want because of the pure devastation of what the playoff failure was here. So I I, I don't know. At, At this point, 
Lamar, in this moment, it was his first AFC Championship game. But again, if you were with me, if, if you're an everydayer on Locked on Ravens with me, you know what I was talking about. It was the Ravens early in the season. It was AFC Championship or bust. And I said that because, oh, well, you know, this team, they're going to have to go through some stuff probably. But they dominated for the entire season. This team was one of the best regular season Ravens teams we've ever seen by metrics. They were some of the best metric-wise in NFL history. And that, to me, it said, I said to me, look, you can have that expectation early in the season, but with the way they played, you can change that expectation. Anything other than a Super Bowl win was a bust because of how they played this year. This season was an abject failure because of how the Ravens played today, how their season ended today. And it washes away. Again, you can take stuff away from the regular season, right? We can figure that out. But at the end of the day, what do you play the game for? You play the game to win in the playoffs. You play the game to go to a championship and win the Super Bowl. The regular season doesn't mean anything. I've said that the entirety of the season, the entirety of these playoffs. You know, it's frustrating the way the season ended. It's disappointing. And we'll get into it as the show goes on. But with what happens next for this team, this felt like just such a good chance. It seemed like everything was aligning. But if you're not the best team in the playoffs, it's very hard for you to win the Super Bowl. And... The Ravens, they did not get the job done. Lamar had a couple of really rough plays in this one, but it was just the offensive game flow. And Lamar did not play nearly well enough to win. I think that we can praise Lamar for some of the plays he had in this game, but overall you can't praise him really much at all because he didn't do enough to win the game. And this is something we've seen from him in the past. Now, I'm not trying to throw all this blame on Lamar and say it's all his fault, it's all his fault, it's all his fault, because it's not. But Lamar was a reason. He was a reason why the Ravens did not win this game. And I think it was disappointing just based off of the hype this team had and everything. The Zay Flowers touchdown was incredible, right, early in that game. The pass to himself was incredible. But throughout the game, it was him maybe not making a throw here or this thing happening. But I do see in the chat, we Felix says it, uh, Nick says it. I, I've seen it a couple other times too as well. Why didn't we run the ball? Why running the ball eight times is unreal. I see that in the chat. And that is the next point I'm going to go to here. And we'll talk more about Lamar, obviously, as the show goes on. But they ran the ball. It was Lamar running the ball eight times. The Ravens ran the ball 16 times. This was a team. I'm going to say this right here, right now. The play calling in this game was, I, I don't know the word I'm about to say right now. I need to think about it for a second. The play calling in this game was baffling. It, it was baffling. We talked about it all week on Locked on Ravens, right? The Kansas City defense had been terrible against the run. And what are the key advantages? If you have a terrible run defense against a, a, a team that in the Ravens' top three rushing offense, you have Gus Edwards and Justice Hill and Dalvin Cook, and obviously the thought of Lamar's legs, you run the ball 16 times in this game. And it just felt like it was you're trying to get into first down big plays with your with your quarterback's arm, and that wasn't working. And they had run Gus Edwards at halftime had one carry for 15 yards, and that was within game flow in game script. I just I cannot believe that that's what happened. You, right? You you can you can understand if you lose a game because you know you you worked to the game script, you read the scouting report and you tried to work within the game flow of what you thought would be successful. 
I don't know how the Ravens thought that was going to be successful. I don't know how you look at a Chiefs defense. The Bills were in the ball 39 times in the in the in the division round, excuse me, for 180, nearly 200 yards, 180 yards. And even then, Nick makes a good point here. Of those 16 rushes, how many are actual rushers, actual rushes, and how many are Lamar making plays? So you can take from Lamar's eight rushes. I don't have, you know, I don't know have the exact number in front of me, but you know, let, let's say, let's just say half, half of Lamar's rushes were plays that he made or QB scrambles. You take those out, you ran the ball 12 times. I mean, you can't do that. The Chiefs defense, their strength has been in the secondary and you force yourself into this negative game script where I get it, right? You get behind, you're in a big spot, things get tense, you're going up against the defending champs, I get it. But you can't play that way. In a big spot like that, you cannot play that way. And it's not all on the play calling. It's not all on Lamar. But everything had a factor. And I see, you know, stuff about Todd Munkin in here, stuff about John Harbaugh. And I see Cam with, you know, the Ravens beat themselves. That's exactly what they did. It is. Because the Chiefs had mistake after mistake after mistake in this game. And I'm not discrediting what the Chiefs did. I think the Chiefs, at the end of the day, they did enough to win the game. But the Chiefs did not... Their, their drives in the second half on offense, right? It was punt, 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 end of game. The Ravens defense figured out the Chiefs offense, and I think the Chiefs also went very conservative. But after all the praise we gave Todd Munkin for the adjustments, after everything that we saw, it's a good point by John here. Mahomes was Mahomes, but their defense won the game more accurately. Our offense lost the game. And it's a good point by John, because how can you go into that halftime locker room? How can John Harbaugh go out there? In the, if you were watching the CBS broadcast and you heard John Harbaugh talking with Evan Washburn, one of his keys to the second half was we got to establish the run. You got to run the ball more. And yeah, I mean, it wasn't a high bar. The Ravens running backs had, what was it? Four carries at halftime. Ravens running backs end of the game with six carries. They, they had two Ravens running backs in the second half had two carries. And I get being down by 10 points. I get being in that spot, but something like that can't happen. And in your biggest moment, I see Cam says it right here. Todd Munkin folded. Todd Munkin folded. I'll give him an F for this game. It was, it was terrible. The play calling was terrible. Lamar did not play up to expectation. Both things can be true. We can say Lamar had a great regular season, but at the end of the day, what matters? It's not the regular season. The regular season doesn't matter. It's the playoffs that matter, and that's what counts. So coming up in the second part of the show, we'll still be talking Ravens. We'll talk again about just what happened in this game and why it's so disappointing that this Ravens team could not get it done against the Kansas City Chiefs. Stay tuned. Plenty to talk about here on Locked on Ravens. Don't go anywhere. First episode of Locked on Ravens is brought to you by Prize Picks. And Prize Picks is the best place for daily fantasy sports. And it's some of the most fun. So many have had it goes 25 times the money this football season. All I have to do is select two or more players with more or less in the projected stats and place your entry. With the basketball season here, you can have pick time projections across football and basketball from the Special League League created specifically for time projections that include two or more players in different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey had 10 and a half time where three pointers made plus receptions. Especially when I play alongside some of Price Picks' favorite players like Rack Meat Milling, Feeney, and Andrew Schultz. You cannot find the community plays on the Pro Bowl tab of the app. So if you're interested in some of the biggest plays and names in the Price Picks community, 
each week. Price Picks even offers reboot policies. Your interest stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Football and basketball games, you have player exits the game in the first, have another turn in the second. That player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to pricepicks.com slash lock on NFL. Use code lock on NFL for a first boss match up to $100. Again, that's pricepicks.com slash lock on NFL. Use code lock on NFL for a first boss match up to $100. Price Picks daily fantasy sports meetings. We're back. Our second segment locked on Ravens. Kevin Ostriker still talking after the Ravens' devastating end to their season, losing to the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship, seventeen to ten. Really, just want to say thank you. You know, before we continue this here, thank you for you know sticking with me all season. It's a tough way to end this thing, and you know, for all the support, for all the growth we've had, I, I can't thank everybody enough. Truly, from the heart, and especially if you're tuning in with me here after a loss, after a loss like this. I mean, your, your support means everything. Whether you're watching live whether you're listening after the fact or watching after the fact thank you for for everything but it, that that doesn't take away the fact that you know we, we should be talking about well you know not the way they played obviously but the way they played in the regular season this seemed to be the team that everybody had as a shoe in for the super bowl right everybody's talking about oh well you know they're gonna go to vegas they're gonna get the job done this is the team of destiny you have one bad game and and this is what happened so we'll see what happens with that but I see Cam, you held the Chiefs to 17 points and you lost. How, how crazy is that? How crazy is that? You hold this Patrick Mahomes team to 17 points and you lose the game. Mind you, no points in the second half. The Ravens defense, Mike McDonald, figured it out. I do think the Chiefs got a bit conservative. I, I do think they were trying to bleed clock. But again, six possessions for the Chiefs, no points in that second half. The offense had ample opportunity. They were down two scores heading into the half. They only muster a field goal for the remainder of the game. Cam asking, was Dalvin Cook even used? No, he was not. John saying Greg Rome would have called a better game. Oh, that's a, th those are fighting words, John. I'll, I'll tell you in this chat, but uh, yeah, disappointing effort all the way around. Uh, I see Joe. What's up, Joe saying the game plan stunk. I mean, if they tucks the ball, maybe we have a different conversation. I mean, the game plan still was not good. E even if they, makes a play there and the ball doesn't get punched out and the Ravens somehow wins this, win this game. The honest conversation is, yeah, the Ravens won the game, but it was in spite of the offensive game plan, right? It, it wasn't because, oh, the Ravens ran the ball 16 times and that won them the game. Not using your early down advantage, not using the physicality on your offensive line, not using Gus Edwards. I mean, it just, I'm, I'm still baffled. You know, my, my job is to come on here and talk and I'm, I'm struggling for words a little bit because I just, I just don't know how there's such a clear game plan in front of you. You struggle with your early game plan and you don't even adjust at halftime and the, the run game again, four carries for the Ravens running backs at halftime, six for the entire game. They had two after halftime. So really disappointing. Again, I see a lot of, a lot of comments in the chat. I'm going to try to get to as many as I can here. Uh, um, I'm scrolling through before we get into more chat comments. Let's first finish out the box where I mentioned the running backs, the Ravens averaged 5.1 yards per carry in this game. And that is with justice Hill averaging one yard per carry. Gus Edwards and Lamar Jackson averaged 6.8 and 6.7 yards per carry respectively. Lamar 6.8 Gus Edwards 6.7. You have to take a bit again. How many of those were design runs? I don't know exactly off the top of my head, but you can't have something like that happen. Now talk about a teaching moment here. Zay flowers. If, if there was a definition of an up and down game, I would probably put this Zay Flowers game almost front and center. Zay had five receptions for 115 yards and a touchdown in this game accounted for how, how much is this quick math? Not quite 50% of Baltimore's yards, but 
their passing yards, but it, it was up there. But then he had a couple of crucial mistakes in this game. I mentioned the fumble. Again, Joe said it. Maybe if Zay has a touchdown on that play instead of a fumble, we're having a different conversation. But Zay does fumble on that play. And then he slams his hand on the bench and ends up lacerating his hand, which is, I've never really heard of that. I mean, obviously it's possible, but I, I don't know. So, something like that can't happen. A mistake happens, but then you you hurt yourself in frustration. And obviously he had a huge play before that fumble, but then gets called for taunting. And I know, you know, you, Everything that happened with Travis Kelsey in that game, more should have been called on the Chiefs, and we will get to that. Trust me, you don't want to miss that. But at this point, if you're Zay Flowers, you can't have that because that's just textbook taunting, right? You stand over a guy, you flip the ball in the face. You, you, you can't do it. So Zay had a, a good game, and he also had a bad game, both of them. Nelson Aguilar, one for 39. Justice, four for 34. He was great out of the backfield in terms of pass catching. Odell, three for 22. A pretty disappointing Stat line from him and performance by him. Gus Edwards, one for 16. Isaiah, two for 16. Mark, two for 15. In his return, Lamar, crazy he is on this stat sheet with that pass he caught. One for 13. Rashad Bateman had one for two. Defensively, Roquan Smith had 16 tackles. Kyle Hamilton had 11. Rough day for Brandon Stevens. Kyle Hamilton also got a couple plays put on him by Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey was the Chiefs offense in this one. 11 receptions, 116 yards on 11 targets. Had a touchdown. Isaiah Pacheco, the Ravens held him to 2.8 yards per carry. You hold Isaiah Pacheco to 2.8 yards per carry and the Chiefs as a whole, 2.8 yards per carry, you should win the game. But the Ravens offense just did not take advantage. Joe, I appreciate you being there for me. I just saw that in the chat again. I'm trying to catch up as fast as I can here. Uh, Martin saying, Kelsey instigated the whole game. No taunting. Zay Flowers spins the football, gets called for taunt. I know. I it It was not called fairly on both sides. I think that the Van Noy thing should have been offsetting. Van Noy should have gotten it. His was a textbook unsportsmanlike, but but I think that the fact that you don't call Travis Kelsey for initiating that, I just I don't know why. Again, it's the last man type of thing, but there were like four other things going on in that whole sequence where you could call one on Kelsey and then call one on the last one. So I agree with you, Martin. I think that it was unfairly called there. Van Noy should have been penalized. But Kelsey also should have been penalized. Should should have been an offsetting thing. The Ravens shouldn't have been penalized for that. I see David in the chat too saying that you're always here for me, man. I appreciate you, David. I appreciate you so much. Uh, Cam saying this is a run for his franchise and completely abandoned it. The football guys laughed in our face. I mean, they got what was coming to them. What did we say all week here on Locked On Ravens? The Ravens can beat themselves. How does a team beat you? There are a couple ways. You know, the Ravens really, didn't really have a ton of flaws. But one of the things was you go away from what you were good at all season. You move away from a game plan that's right in front of you. You deserve what comes to you. And, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, we have Majin saying, can't blame Munkin for refusing to run the ball when he's been, when it's been an issue for multiple offensive coordinators back to the Flacco days. Who was the Commons and nominator? Third and long passes behind the line of scrimmage to its harms. The John Harbaugh conversation will be an interesting one in the coming weeks. Now, at the time of this recording, we do know that Mike McDonald will be interviewing for the Washington Commanders head coaching job on Monday, I believe it is. And what a slap in the face that not, not McDonald. I mean, McDonald deserves to be a head coach in this league. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, what a slap in the face in terms of losing a game and then losing, you know, a super highly touted coordinator. I mean, it's not a slap in the face by McDonald. I don't want the, that to come out the wrong way. It's a slap in the face in terms of you just lost this entirely devastating game. And then your coordinator might leave in the coming days or weeks after the fact. So 
Look, John Harbaugh led the team in the AFC Championship game. We can have the conversation about it, but he's not going to go anywhere. The Ravens aren't going to move on from him. And again, we can have the conversation about, is that the right move or not? But the, the players still love him. He's He really showed a side of him that I think people didn't know he had in him. The conversation will be had. You know, if, if there are comments about it, we can talk about it. But it is a, it's a concerning theme. I, I understand what you're saying there. Cam saying the refs didn't do us any favor is not the reason we lost, but while Mahomes and Kelsey got some of the calls that Brady and Gronk used to get, and Cam saying it's time to look at moving on from Harbaugh. So, yeah, I mean, again, what I said before the season was you got rid of your defensive coordinator last offseason. You moved on from your offensive coordinator this offseason. I mean, what's the change that has to happen? But the thing is, if the Ravens had lost in the division round, the conversation would 100% be, look, you just can't have a guy like this continue to, you know, come in here, say that it's going to be good, and then you lose, you're one and done. But the fact that he took a step, because the AFC Championship game is a step, while it's not the step that needed to happen, they needed to win the Super Bowl this year, not need in terms of they're never, ever going to get back there. We don't know that, right? But it's concerning, and I think – how long does the complacency in terms of that happen? Harbaugh's a good coach. I'm, I'm not going to back down from that, but sometimes, you know, tenures run out, but it, I don't see it happening. I'm just, I'm saying what I think is going to happen. I don't see, I don't see something happening where the Ravens move on from him at this point. Uh, Nick saying, how does Gus have three carries? It's just crazy. It is 100%. Uh, Joe saying he agrees with Imagine saying multi viewers are talking about bad play calling. Harbaugh is a common theme. I mean, look, at the end of the day, Harbaugh's the, the guy. Harbaugh's the main guy. He gives Todd Munkin the influence on the offense, gives Mike McDonald the influence on the defense, but he is front and center in those game plan meetings, right? And when it comes to halftime adjustments, again, Munkin has his adjustments, McDonald has his, but John Harbaugh, front and center in those as well. So disappointing. I'm not I'm not giving John Harbaugh a pass for this. If that's what, that's what you're taking it as, I'm telling you right now, it's not. So we'll see. Uh, let's see. Martin saying, why did Monkey not call any QB bootlegs or QB draws? Like he had the panic button down 10 with 30 minutes left. It was that it felt panicky, whether it was Harbaugh or Monkey or whatever, it felt panicky. Lamar, it, it felt panicky by everybody that they had time. And I felt like they just abandoned it's something we have seen with Greg Roman, right? We've seen it with, with, you know, you can go back. That type of thing has happened before where you just hit the panic button so early, you get away from what worked. And then this is the thing that happened. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to maneuver. We have a ton of comments here. Matt T saying it's football. It's not going. I mean, come on. I get they have to call taunting, but they need to look at changing the rule. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the, the thing that happened with Zay is common denominator taunting. Like you, you get called every single time on that, but it's just unfortunate the way it went. Kobe said he won't get mad at Zay. He's the only wide receiver who showed up. I agree. We didn't see Odell show up in this game. We didn't see Rashad Bateman show up in this game. Nelson Aguilar had one big catch. Zay Zay's been the receive the most consistent receiver for them all season. And it's, he's a young guy. He'll learn from this, but in a moment like this, when winning is so hard in the NFL, sometimes it hurts a little bit when stuff like that happens. So coming up in the final part of the show, we're going to be talking about where the Ravens go from here. We'll take a look at some of the pending free agents. And of course, continue to recap vent and mourn the Ravens 2023 season. Stay tuned. A lot to get to here on this instant reaction live edition of Locked on Ravens. First, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. And this next segment is brought to us by our sponsor, BetterHelp. And sometimes on the opportunity to get something off our chest, big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased in your life. So today I want to say I really feel about something. You might even be thinking the same thing this week. I got to go the refs. I have to talk about the refs in this Kansas City and Baltimore game. 
The Ravens had some penalties that were penalties, but it was just a jobbing in, in some situations here. Some Isaiah likely got held on a play, and that wasn't called pass interference on Lamar's interception. The refs weren't the only reason the Ravens lost this game to the Chiefs. But if we're talking about venting, the refs were a storyline all week, and they proved to be a storyline in the game, and the NFL has to fix it. We've been saying it for years, but the refereeing in the NFL just – it's at an all-time low right now, and again, the Ravens made their fair share of mistakes and had some penalties that were legit, but you, it's just, it, it's terrible how that went. And Look, therapy can be different for everybody. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team, and it's important to get things off your chest every once in a while. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash on to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash on. We're back here around not locked on Ravens. Kevin Ostriker still talking with you here on this very sad Sunday as the Baltimore Ravens see their season come to an end against the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. They lose 17 to 10. Really, again, appreciate everybody for sticking with me here and making Locked on Ravens your first listen each and every day. Just because the Ravens season is over does not mean we're done. We are still going to be doing five days a week here on Locked on Ravens. It's been a thing I've been doing since 2019. I've never missed an episode of this show. Never, you know. Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever it is. I've never missed it. We do five days a week, regardless of whether the Ravens are in season or out of season. So if you want daily Ravens coverage in the off season, we'll talk about how do you rebuild this team a little bit, which players might stay, which players might go free agency, draft trades. We'll have it all here for you. I know this is a disappointing way to end the Ravens season, but I really appreciate all the support. I'm also trying to start my Instagram back up where we're going to be doing that in the off season. So if you want to subscribe, subscribe, follow over there on Instagram. It's the same as my Twitter handle in the bottom there, chaos striker 34. So we have a lot of comments still to get to uh, taunting. We have, I see taunting comments from Nick Kyle Hamilton comments from cam funky. We, we talked about it. I agree with you. Why didn't we run the ball? I don't know. I mean, I think they got away from their game plan early and hit that panic button as well. So Let's see. I see. I see. Imagine. I see. I see you in here. Imagine saying every year we listen to fans media run down a list of problems that are universally attributed to coaching, then blame everyone but, but the head coach. I do blame John Harbaugh. I do, but it, I'm not only blaming John Harbaugh. Is what I'm trying to say. John Harbaugh. We've seen these trends. These trends can't keep happening because look, you blink and Lamar's prime is gone. You blink and everybody, you know, multiple key contributors are gone. You can't be content with complacency in this league in professional sports. So. It's tough. And Regan, I appreciate you. I see, I see your comment here. But yeah, it, it's tough to you know process losses. And I have to go on here and talk about it. But of course, uh, it, it's good to kind of get in here and have conversations with, with everything. So I appreciate you, Regan. Uh, Cam saying, I can't believe the season is over. I know. Me too. I, I, can't, I, I can't imagine what it is. Uh, I see a bunch of John Harbaugh comments in here. This is kind of the so here, here's what I'll say. I see a lot of firing John Harbaugh. I see a lot of, you know, need to move on. But Matt here makes a point of saying it's hard to justify firing him right now. If this happens again next year, I'd be fine with it. Look, I understand the conversations and we'll have the conversation of what is this team ceiling with John Harbaugh? Because you go back to 2019, you go back to some of these playoff losses. There are multiple things that you can attribute to John Harbaugh and say, Oh, well, Greg Roman did this and Todd Munkin did this. Well, if it's a, it's a, if it's a trend against multiple or four multiple offensive coordinators, then, you know, you have to look at the head coach because what's next. You fire a defensive coordinator two years ago. You fire your offensive coordinator last year. Do you fire the special teams coordinator? Is that, is that the next thing you have to have these honest conversations? John Harbaugh deserves blame a hundred percent. 
things like this cannot continue to happen because long gone is 2012, 2013, right? It's a different team. And if you start to be complacent with this, again, you snap your fingers, Lamar's prime is gone. You snap your fingers, it's a completely different team. And who knows what this team's going to look like next year. Uh, I see Cam saying, good job, Kevin. Tough to come on here and talk about this loss. Yeah, I, I, I think that this team was closer than 2019, Cam, and that's what makes it so tough. I see Alyssa in here saying, win or lose, you're always giving us 100%. Keep it up, KO. I appreciate you, Alyssa. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Swift989 saying, home teams only win 40% of the games referred to, or refereed, excuse me, by that crew. Yeah, referee. There you go. I see. Uh, six total rushing attempts by the running backs. You, you can't have it happen. You, you can't have it 100%. Uh, I, I just I don't know where you go from here if you're the Ravens. But what we do know is the Ravens have multiple free agents coming up. I see Cam saying bring in Bill Belichick. I don't think – I don't – look – Maybe Bill Belichick takes your off. I don't anticipate them firing John Harbaugh, but if they do, then maybe we have the conversation, but maybe they do the same thing next year. And there's another complacent year that ends in failure. At that point, I think there's no question you move on from John Harbaugh. And then maybe Belichick takes your off from coaching this year and comes back next year. Well, let's talk a bit about the free agents Baltimore has right now, because it is not a pretty list. We know again, McDonald is interviewing from the commanders to, a head coaching job. I'm trying to peruse through Twitter right now with, with different things as I'm doing this live show, I'm trying to like triple task out here, but I just, I think that this team is going to have some crazy decisions to make for agent wise. I'll read off. I put the tweet out. I'll read off some of these lists here, or I guess some of the free agents on the list, some of the Ravens pending 2024 free. So I'll take a deep breath before I read this out. Justin Matabike, Patrick Queen, Geno Stone, Jadavian Clowney, Kyle Van Noy, Kevin Zeitler, Otto Beckham Jr., Gus Edwards, Ronald Darby, J.K. Dobbins, Arthur Millette, Nelson Aguilar, Tyler Huntley. Those are some of the names that we have to look forward to in this offseason about what the Ravens are going to do with them. And it's it's so terrible. I feel so terrible having this conversation right now. I, I want to be talking Super Bowl, man. Like <laughs> it, It's so disappointing. It's unfortunate. But... As you go here, you can only have one champion. Ray Lewis said it at the end of that 2011-2012 season. But out of all those guys, Cam, I see Kevin Allstriker for head coach. Hey, man, I'll take it. If they, if they want to put me up there, I'll take it. So we'll see. I see Madam Monster saying, I'm so scared to lose all those players. I, I think that when you talk about what could happen, I mean, we, we can talk about it a little bit. I think the Ravens franchise tag Matabike. I think that he's going to command at least $25 million on the open market. And they're going to franchise tag him. And Kobe says, well, the franchise tag is $21 million. He likely gets traded. I think they tag him. Now, if they tag him, it's up to Matabike if he plays on that because he will make more money annually on a contract extension or a contract somewhere else than the franchise tag. There's no doubt about that. He's, he was dominant the regular season. He was dominant for the most part in the playoffs through multiple penalties, pressure on Mahomes in this game. He was dominant. He's going to get money. The question becomes, you know, for Patrick Queen, is he going to stay in Baltimore? Can you justify paying two inside linebackers, whether it's Roquan with 100 and Patrick Queen with 75 or 85 million total? What do you do with Geno Stone? He's probably going to get paid to play starting safety somewhere. Jadavian Clowney and Kyle Van Noy, maybe they come back on vet deals, but I, yeah, I don't know. And I see Kobe saying we already signed Pierce in Washington. We basically said bye-bye. I think they can still retain him even with those two guys, Kobe, but I agree where you talk about I don't want to call positional value, but 
you're going to go in. If you run the entire defensive line room back, let's say minus a guy like Brent Urban. Let's just say him because he's also a free agent. Do you maybe franchise tag Queen? I see Matt T says maybe a franchise tag Matt Abike and then let Queen go. I mean, what do you do with a guy like Odell? I mean, I personally, you know, wouldn't bring him back unless it's probably a vet min deal or one year of six million or something like that. Ronald Darby's played awesome. He might go play starting corner somewhere. Millette was great in the slot for them for most of the season. The J.K. Dobbins question is real. Gus Edwards, he's been great value. I would anticipate him. I mean, Kevin Zeitler, he's been a Pro Bowl guard that hasn't made the Pro Bowl. I mean, that's somebody else I want to bring back. So we'll see. I see uh, a couple more things about the game. Martin saying Lamar needs to work on the deep ball. The only hole in his game, but it's a big hole. The deep ball wasn't great this year for him. Now, we hit on that play to Zay Flowers, a couple of big plays to Zay. I wouldn't say that he was horrendous with the deep ball this season, definitely got better. But the deep ball is, I think, you know, if he can improve on that, we might see a different Lamar next season with, you know, less of a hole in his game. KSA saying Casey had five first downs of penalties. Baltimore had none. Lack of discipline. And I see Martin saying we need a dominant edge rusher. No excuses. We need someone who can win one-on-one. Hopefully, Rafa Owe can be that next year for them. But maybe bringing in somebody, you know, Maybe a go get a 1A wide receiver to put next to Zay Flowers and you have a 1A and a 1B. Zay's a 1. Zay's a 1. Don't get me wrong. But maybe you go, what's Stephon Diggs doing, right? Maybe you bring in Jair Alexander to put next to Marlon Humphrey and Brandon Stevens. That'd be that'd be kind of fun. Jair's my guy. So I see imagine saying Ravens can't afford to punt on wide receiver or offensive line this offseason. Two positions they neglect every year. Matt T saying edge rusher, tackle, and new weapon are big needs and need at least three starting offensive linemen. The Ravens realistically aren't cutting Ronnie Stanley till next season. I understand the conversation around him and maybe they do, but the cap savings are so much bigger. There's a ton of dead cap attached to him this year. I think they saved 9 million this year, but then they saved 20 million next year. So we'll see what they do with the dead with the dead cap, but it is a conversation to be had. Kobe saying no line has to be a priority. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, you have Tyler Linderbaum in the middle there, but John Simpson, is he going to be your starter next year? Does Andrew Voorhees come out of nowhere? He's a guy I think many people forgot about. I think you, I think you draft an offensive lineman or a cornerback in the first round this year. And it's so early for draft talk. I, I don't really want to get too much into it right now. But at this point, you have to look at what happened in this game and figure out where your needs are. And at this point, Baltimore has holes. But in a game like this, where you had a game script in front of you, you could have won with the holes you already had. And let me tell you, there weren't a lot of holes on this Ravens team. There were some. This was not a perfect roster. But at the end of the day, I I don't necessarily know where they go this offseason in terms of bringing players back. So plenty of questions ahead for the offseason for the Ravens. And, of course, we'll get to those on Locked on Ravens. And, of course, a disappointing effort for Baltimore in this game in the Asian championship, their season ends. And again, be sure to subscribe here, follow along in audio form, video form, the whole nine yards, subscribe, hit that like button. The like button really helps us put the content out in front of other Ravens fans, other NFL fans. It helps the show grow. I really appreciate all the support during the season. here. It, it was a magical run while it was magical. Obviously it was a once magical season, not magical anymore, but Baltimore has, Hopefully, you know, with Lamar, they always have a chance. But this, I think, was as good of a year as any. This was a great shot to win, and they fell short. And because of that, it's a disappointing end in their season, in my opinion, is a failure. And coming up tomorrow, we'll be back here at 6 a.m. Eastern. We'll be back talking about why this Ravens season was a failure, continue talking about the game in general, where the Ravens go from here, and why there is a little reason for optimism. But 
I know that that comes in the offseason, not because of this game. So be sure to stay tuned. I'll see you right back here tomorrow on Locked on Ravens.